could you benefit from just a little bit more energy in your life? I don't know about you, but I could always use more energy. And today I am continuing on with the deep level self-care series. And I'm talking about how to eat for energy. And on this episode, I'm going to share with you how you can set yourself up and your kitchen up to eat this way. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset, and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hey guys, welcome back to the Soul Line Self-Care Podcast. We are continuing on with the Deep Level Self-Care Series this week. I am a little bit tired today, but we're shifting gears. We're talking food. So inside of the boot camp, the Soul Line Self-Care Boot Camp, which is my signature program, which I've been talking about in this Deep Level Self-Care Series, these are all the 11 practices that I share with you inside of the boot camp. And so I'm just giving you a little taste of what we do in there. And we do a reset of the mind, the body, and the soul. And so this is where we shift to the body. And I focus on uh, fueling, 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 I can't say that, fueling, fueling your body. I don't know why I can't say that. For energy, right? Uh, Keeping yourself for health, you know? And so this week's deep level self-care series is eating for energy, which is, I don't know about you guys, but I am always down for more energy. I could always use more. Uh, Right now I'm feeling super tired. I think it's the weather we have. It's really cold today. It's uh, substantially colder than it was yesterday. And there's snow on the ground and I'm just not sure how I feel about it. Usually the first snow, I'm like super excited because it's so pretty and it's like, oh, winter wonderland. But it's like not that fun kind of snow where it's like, you know, you can make a snowman because it's still like slightly warmish in the 30s and the snow will stick together. It's like cold and it's just blowing all over the place. It's like the non-fun kind of snow, if you know what I'm talking about. So that's what we're experiencing up here on the mountain today. So I have my coffee for those of you joining me on YouTube and hanging out with me kind of in person, as in person as we get. Um, you can see that I have my coffee. Grab your coffee or your tea or whatever it is and hang out with me for a little bit. We're going to talk about, as I said, eating for energy. So originally when I first started this, I was going to call this uh, eat real food because that's kind of basically what I'm going to be talking about, but it sounds so silly. You know, it sounds kind of ridiculous. And uh, I have to tell you the truth though, when you go to the grocery store, tell me, like really tell me how much real food is there. Like take a look around the next time you go, because when you go in, the only real food is pretty much, you know how they always say shop around the edge of the grocery store, which is pretty true. But even when you go into the sections where you have produce and stuff like that, it's become even more difficult for us to shop today because you have organic, non-organic, GMO, non-GMO. Like now you have this 
appeals crap that they're putting all over everything, right? So it's just so confusing. Um, so, but a lot of the stuff, just to just to get like super basic, which is today's uh, today's podcast is really super basic. To this would be like a whole series if I was really going to go deep into it. But it's it really is simple. It's not easy to do, but it really is simple. And I'm going to give you a takeaway exercise where you could start to set yourself up and set your kitchen up to eat for energy. For some reason, my microphone keeps like dropping. Like, I don't know if the thing, hold on a second. Let me see if I can get this. Okay. All right. So let's get into it. So real food, let's define real food as something that comes from the earth or has five ingredients or less, right? So, uh, and real ingredients too. Like, so when you look at, if you're reading the ingredient label, like let's use bread as an example, because this is the most obscene, ridiculous example that I could find today. And I think the bread that you get in the grocery store is so horrible. Like it's just so bad. Um, and, but if you pick it up and read most the labels of most breads, not all breads, you will see like 30 ingredients and 85% of them, you're going to say, what is that? I don't even know what that is. Now, just because you don't know what it is, doesn't mean that it's necessarily bad, but you need to look these things up and learn about them more. Okay. And so really what's in bread, I make my own bread. So what's in it? Flour, water, salt, sugar, yeast, right? And there's not a lot of sugar in there. I'm not talking about the sugar that you see when you read the label at the food stores, where it's like three different places, you'll see different types of sugar in there. They're adding way too much sugar to the point where when you toast that type of bread at home, it burns really easy. There's just so much sugar in it. And another thing I notice about the bread from the food store, if, I, if I'm going to talk about and complain about the bread, I find the bread at the food store absolutely disgusting. Um, most of it. There's a few bakeries that sell, sell bread at the food store that's delicious, but not, not many. Um, but it's super airy and super light. It's like, like, are they just pumping this full of air? Like, cause and then when I eat it, it's just not, there's no density to it. I don't know. Do you guys agree with me? I don't know. I feel like I'm losing my mind a little bit sometimes when it comes to buying any type of food. So I started making my own bread. I don't really want to make my own bread, but I started making my own bread again because I just think that the stuff at the food store is horrible. And then when you want to get real good bread, it's almost $9 a loaf. And I'm just like, that's a hard no for me. That's just going a little bit too far as far as I'm concerned. So, um, Anyway, that's real food. So when you like when you find bread at the food store, and you can find some bread at certain food stores, not every food store, where you read the ingredients, and there's just like usually five or under ingredients, and they're ingredients that you can recognize, right? Um, but if you're reading the ingredients list, and you don't recognize a lot of it, you need to investigate a little bit. So um, when someone asks me, Tina, what do I do to get healthy, maybe lose weight, feel better, get more energy. I just tell them to eat real food. And one of the reasons why I became a life coach after I became, a, after I was a health coach, I was a health coach first, was because I realized that most of the time what we were dealing with had nothing to do with food when it came to health and weight loss and stuff like that. And so I needed to um, get certified as a life coach so that I could help these people in a deeper way. And then I kind of transitioned over to self self-care and out of the, uh, food, health, weight loss kind of realm. I never liked working in weight loss. Okay. My 
hold on a second, guys. My computer is warning me of something. I don't know what. Okay. Um, so anyway, I tell them to eat real whole food. I now I also eat plant-based, but that's just like a whole nother, whole nother topic. I'm not going to get into that today. Right now, I'm just talking about eating real whole food. For now, I want you to just agree to focus on on your health, right? Most people think it can't be that simple when you say that to them. And we we do have to put aside like any serious health conditions that people are dealing with. If we put all that aside, it really is that simple. It really is. It's just not easy to do. The food industry makes it hard for us to figure out what we should and should not eat. And I think they want us to be confused so that when they put some kind of processed crap in front of us that says all these health uh exclamations on it like this helps lower blood pressure this is low fat this helps this is heart healthy like anytime you see all those those health promises on a processed food it's usually a good it's like those are like red flags to run away and not eat it right because they they want us to be confused so that then they're going to hand us this processed crap and say here eat this this is healthy and we're going to be like oh thank god somebody's helping me i'm going to eat this you know i'm going to be eating my cheerios that are heart healthy and full of glyphosate that's going to kill me slowly over the next few years (laughs) but i'm not sarcastic at all no not at all um so i so they do make it really hard you know and and i think that as I said, when you see those those health claims, like you never go to the food store and see an apple and see like health claims, stickers of health claims all over the apple. Yet the apple, some apples are really good for us, right? Same thing with a sweet potato, an onion, a thing of garlic, celery, greens, right? All those things that we get from the food store or um, actually better if you can get them at a farmer's market, if that's possible for you. So we don't see the health claims with those, but those are the things that really do keep us healthy, that whole food. You don't see health claims on a can of beans or a package of beans, right? So I want you to be wary when you're going to the grocery store and you're buying food and think about these things that I'm telling you. Um, it's it's very, very basic. So it's... So like I, as I say, it's easy. This is something that's very easy, but I mean, it's simple. I'm sorry, but it's not easy to do, especially not easy if you don't like to cook or you don't think you, you don't like, you know, you don't think you're a good cook, right? Or you just don't usually cook because to eat real food that requires planning, batching and cooking. It really does. You can make it easier on yourself by meal planning and by batch cooking, but you do have to do some preparation and that's what makes it hard. But I have to say like, because I buy, I don't buy a lot of processed food. I do buy like cookies, I cookies and candies and stuff like that. I'm not perfect. I don't eat perfect. Okay. Um, so I do buy processed food sometimes, but I'm quite aware of what I'm putting in my body. I'm quite aware that it's not good for me. And mainly my main meals are all real whole food. So the majority of the time I'm, I'm eating real whole food. Okay. Um, so you might say, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to be doing all this chopping and cooking. And that was like the biggest argument that I used to get when I was health coaching, Um, And I used to always say, well, you might say that now, but um, you also might say that it's very expensive, right? And we can argue back and forth about that. But the truth is that, and the real truth is that if you don't make this time for yourself and you don't put the effort into this now, you'll be forced to pay for it later with your health and also with money at some point, because most processed foods 
cause illness over time. Almost, almost always. Every once in a while, you'll get that one person. Like everybody knows someone like in this, this in their life. They're like 95 years old and they they smoke and they drink and they eat shit and they lay out in the sun with no sunscreen and they they have no no disease in their body. They take no medicine <laughs> and they and they're like 95 years old. Everybody knows someone like that, right? I, I don't know why that is, but so I think the key to that, when I look at people like that, is the key is not to take this stuff too serious and not to stress over it. Because if you're stressing over what you're eating, the stress is kind of counterproductive to the healthy eating. You know what I'm saying? So maybe the fact is, is that those people just are so relaxed and happy and not stressed out. I don't know. I'm not telling you to go eat, drink, and smoke and <laughs> eat crappy and drink and smoke and just be, and, and don't stress out. Right. So some people aren't capable of not stressing out like myself included. Um, so as I said, I'm not perfect. I, I love my cookies and my cake and my candy, and I like drinking alcohol sometimes. And, but I do everything kind of like in moderation. I don't really get out of hand with things. And as I said, my main meals, my, the, my main focus meals, and mainly the, the stuff that I have in the house is real whole food. And something really cool happens when you eat real whole food all the time and your body gets used to it. Um, because what, what happens is the processed foods start to not taste good. It tastes so bad. And then when you eat it, you won't feel good either. And I remember the first time I really, really noticed it, right? So back in the day, I used to eat, I'm not going to say the name brand, but they were like those lime chips, you know, the lime. Now a lot of companies make them now, but back in the day, there was only like really one company and I'm not going to say it, but I used to eat those all the time and I loved them. It was like, like I always had them in the house. It was like my go-to salty snack. And um, and then I stopped eating them because I knew they weren't good for me and the ingredients weren't really kind of kosher with what I was trying to do. And so I stopped eating them. And then one day, like years and years later, um, I can't remember if it was one of my kids or a friend offered me those chips. And I was like, oh, I love those, those chips. I haven't had them in so long. And I tasted one and they tasted, it just tasted so disgusting. It didn't even taste good. And I was like, so surprised. I thought there was like something wrong with me. I kept, you know, how when you keep eating something, expecting it to get better, like, oh, this has got to get better at some point. It's the same thing with like those, um, I'm not going to say those little cake snacks. There's, I'm not going to say any name brands on the podcast, but those, they, they have processed little food cakes that everybody loves so much. I used to eat those. And there was a certain one that I used to eat all the time. Um, it was like an oatmeal cookie with stuff in the middle, like this cream in the middle. And I used to eat those all the time. I could put away like five of those. Right. And I loved them. They don't taste good to me anymore either. And they certainly don't make me feel good. Right. So this is like a really cool thing that happens when you start to eat healthier, because then you, because after your body gets used to eating better, it expects nothing less from you and it's not going to tolerate that crap anymore. So, um, I'm going to give you a tool so that you can get started. Okay. And I'm just going to say it right now, it's not, it's not going to be easy. Right. But I'm giving you small little steps that you could use. Now I want to, I want to tell you that I do this work inside of the boot camp. I've been talking about the boot camp, my signature program. And so I do, I call it a pantry and fridge makeover. Okay. And I do this inside of the boot camp. And sometimes I even do this in person for people. It's like a whole makeover. I find it to be 
so much freaking fun, especially when I'm doing it in somebody else's house, which is really cool. I haven't done that in a while, um, but I actually like doing that. So, um, and the boot camp registration is open this week. I want to let you guys know. Um, I have a coupon code and I'm very excited about this because each week until we launch in January, which is going to be like second week in January, we're going to get started with a live launch. It's the first time I'm doing this. Usually this is like a self-study program. And this, this, this time I'm going to go through each lesson with you. I'm going to coach you and I'm going to answer questions and I'm going to hold you accountable in person in real life. And I'm very excited about it. Um, when I say in real life, I mean, through zoom calls, <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, this is the first time I'm doing like a live launch and each week until that I'm going to be giving you a different surprise coupon. It's always going to be for a different amount. The discounts are going to be very substantial. And each week also, when you register, whoever registers that week gets a certain surprise bonus that you'll get after registration. It'll be sent right to you in your inbox. Okay. And so I'm really excited about this. So if you've been thinking about joining the boot camp, if you've been listening to this deep level self-care series, and it sounds like something that you want to do, this is the time to do it because uh, the the discount, the fun surprise discount coupons that I'm giving out are really substantial. And I think you'll really love being inside of the boot camp with me. Once you're in, you have lifetime access. So it's pretty cool. All right. So I'm just going to move on. So the first step is to do the pantry and fridge makeover. And as I said, I do this inside of the bootcamp, but this is how you do it, okay? So basically you're gonna go through your fridge. We're gonna start with the fridge and you're gonna first look at everything that you have in there. So a lot of times, a lot of the basic things that we have in the fridge are some of the processed foods that we eat over and over again. Uh, some real food, obviously people have some real food in their fridge and a lot of, you know, like salad dressings and, you know, ketchup and, you know, condiments and stuff like that. Okay. So you're going to look at that. Then you're going to read the labels. Okay. So these are just really simple steps. These will be in the show notes too, if you want to, uh, if you need like a reference. Um, if you don't know what an ingredient is on the label, then you're going to look it up. And if you, and then you're going to look it up and see what it does, what it's for, right? And you're going to see if it's bad for you, you're going to find out what it does to you. Okay. And if you wouldn't feed it to a small child, specifically your small child um, or a grandchild or whoever, then you shouldn't eat it either. Okay. So what you're going to do then is like, some people are like, oh, you want me to just like throw everything out? And it's like, no, I'm not asking you to throw everything out. When it's gone, you're going to replace it with something healthier, right? So you can throw everything out and replace it as soon as possible, but I'm a type of person that doesn't like to waste things, especially in today's day and age when, you know, our biggest investment is food shopping right now. And so when it's gone, you replace it with something healthier, something that has more real food ingredients in it. So you just keep getting better and better. Now you're going to repeat the process until you go through the whole fridge. And then when you're done with your fridge, you're going to move to your pantry, right? I always find that the pantry is a lot more work because things that are in your pantry that don't need to be refrigerated, refrigerated, <laughs> turned. I feel like I'm talking really weird today. Things in your pantry that don't need to be refrigerated. Okay. I said it right that time. They are usually more processed. Okay. So like usually the pantry is a lot more work. Okay. Um, so you're going to move to the pantry and you're going to repeat and that's it. That's it. 
Now, it sounds like a lot of work, right? But it's not too bad because you're just doing it slowly over time. You're going to take your time. You're going to make small changes over time that make big transformations. And when you do it this way, it's less shock to you. It's less shock to your family. Like sometimes it goes unnoticed. And then it's less shock to your body too. Because once you start cleaning out, like especially if you eat a lot of processed foods, sometimes you feel crappier before you feel better. It's usually like a two-week period. Like if you cut like all the sugar and all the processed foods out of your diet, like all of a sudden, just like that, like cold turkey, I would say for two weeks, you're going to feel like crap if you ate a lot of that stuff, right? And so be aware of that when you're going through this. But if you're doing it so gradually like this, you're not going to feel it as much. So this is a great place to start, right? Then after that, and that's a lot right there, and that's going to make big changes in your life right there. But then after that, you're going to start to focus on every time you go food shopping, what you're buying, okay? And they're kind of connected uh, for obvious reasons, but you'll be reading the labels as you're food shopping from that point forward. And then when you, then after that, you're gonna focus on the meals that you're cooking, how like getting a, a few staple meals, getting a few things that you could batch cook and keep in the freezer, like chilies and soups and stuff like that, that freeze really well. I feel like I'm gonna sneeze. Okay. Um, you know, I love doing that. So if I'm going to make soup or chili or something like that, I make like a double batch, right? And then I freeze a bunch of it and put it in the freezer. And then when you don't feel like cooking, it's there for you to just take out and defrost and heat up for yourself. And then you have a delicious home-cooked whole food meal that's healthy instead of getting takeout or instead of eating something that's processed. But as you can see that this is a process, okay? It's a process that's well worth it. Um, and the result of this process goes back to the title. I know I haven't talked a lot about energy, eating for energy, but this is what happens when you go through this and you go through this process and you start eating. Um, I hate using the term clean eating. I hate it so much. It's been so overused, but basically you're just cleaning up your diet. Okay. When you clear out the junk and you add in the real whole food filled with fiber, vitamins, mineral, antioxidants, all that good stuff that your body needs, the body that your body needs for the energy. This is how you fuel your body for energy. When we eat all the processed foods, we're not getting all the nutrients we need. Not only that, we're putting a bunch of foreign substances in our body. And sometimes our body doesn't even know how to respond to that. Your body doesn't know what to do with it. Okay. On top of that, when you're eating processed food, you're eating like high sugar, high salt. When you're eating high sugar, you have these extreme highs and then these extreme lows in your energy, okay? You get a high and then you crash. You get a high and then you crash, right? And so that doesn't, obviously not good for your energy. And God knows what all the chemicals are doing to our body, right? So if if you want to learn more about this, a really good book that I read that I'm not going to lie to you guys. Once you read this book, you can't like un- like you can't unread it. Like once you know this stuff, it'll, it'll kind of haunt you a little bit. And I have to say when my kids were little, I was not a health coach. I didn't do all this stuff. And a lot of the bad things that they talk about in this book that I'm about to share with you were things I did with my kids. These were things I fed my kids, right? I'm not going to mention any of them out loud on the podcast, but so the name of the book is called Salt, Sugar, Fat, and it's by Michael Moss. And it was a great book and it really opened me up to the food industry and how absolutely horrible it is. Okay. Um, and I think it's really good, especially if you're a mom, um, 
and you're you're responsible for feeding your family, your your whole family, then this is a good book to read. It's a good education for yourself. But I have to stress the point that not to like let yourself get too like overly obsessed with being perfectly healthy, right? Because being that way is also unhealthy. You have to have fun sometimes. You know, there's a time and a place for those little tasty little cakes that I was talking about earlier, but they really don't taste that good to me anymore. I'd rather, if I'm going to ingest that many calories, I'd rather buy something absolutely scrumptiously delicious. Um, shout out to, let's see, um, Terms of Endearment in Brooklyn. Um, shout out to them. They're a vegan I don't know if I would call them a bakery, little cafe. Oh, the most scrumptious, scrumptious desserts, whether you're vegan or not, just like so delicious and and really great food too. But anyway, um, I, I just got distracted. I have to get more focused here. So when we eat, we we eat to fuel our bodies, right? So that's what that's the main thing. Eating is fun though. Like I love eating. I don't think anybody loves eating more than me. I love food, um, but we run on food. That's what that's what fuels us. Just like a car runs on like gas and you have to change the oil and you have to take care of the tires and stuff like that. We have to take care of our bodies the same way. And what happens to the car when we don't take care of the car? The car breaks down eventually. It takes time, right? But the car will break down, right? But if you take care of the car and you and you take care of it over time, it lasts longer, it drives better, right? It's the same thing with our bodies. Like if we take care of ourselves and we fuel it well, we're going to feel good, right? And we're going to feel good over time as we as we get older, which is important. We don't want to feel like crap as we get older, right? So, um, so when you're making these choices every day, fuel, fuel yourself well, right? Eat foods that are going to fuel your body. Eat foods that are going to give you energy, and don't, but don't get too serious about it, okay? Now, if you're interested in the boot camp, registration will be in the show notes and there'll be two links. There'll be one link that you can click on to learn more about the bootcamp and there'll be another link that'll give you this week's discount for the bootcamp if you wanna register for it. So there'll be two links on there for you. Okay, guys, um, this was fun. If you have any questions about this, feel free to reach out, out to me. I love, I could talk about food all day long. I just, I love talking about food. Um, I'm also a certified culinary nutrition educator, um, and I'm focused on plant-based nutrition. So I eat plant-based. Something that I didn't really talk about earlier, though, before I go, I want to emphasize this. It's not really about focusing on a specific diet, like, oh, I eat plant-based, or I'm vegan, or I eat keto, or whatever it is. Or it's not about counting calories or counting all these different, you know, how much protein am I getting and all that stuff. It's about tuning into your body and being mindful about the way the things you eat make you feel and and not following a specific diet unless you have health condition that forces you to, to follow a specific diet. It's about eating to for you to feel good. So like I ate a plant-based diet. I was vegan at some point, but I like I was craving eggs and stuff like that. So I eat eggs. I eat honey. So I'm not vegan, right? And I'm just not very serious about it. Yes, I do care about the animals and I do have the this passionate um this passion for taking care of animals and eating food that it comes from like a very ethical industry. Okay. So I'm very careful about where I buy my eggs from. I buy my eggs from my neighbor 
who has like chickens, this young, this young girl, who's the sweetest thing. That's where I get eggs from. Okay. I get honey from the local honey farm. I live in an area where this is possible. I could drive to my neighbor's house and get eggs. Not everybody has that option. Okay. But it's really about making your own diet. I always say I'm on the Tina diet because I make up my own diet. I don't answer to anybody. I don't care if anybody has any judgment of me. This is what I'm doing for me. This is what makes me feel good. And that's why I eat the way I eat. So I want you to keep that in mind also when you're deciding how to fuel your body. Okay, guys, until next week, I love you. And I will talk to you later. Bye.